1: Here, money grows in rows. This is the Midwest
0: Farm Report. And welcome to a Thursday. A Thursday that begins with a brand new fairest of the fairs. I'm PM Yankee. So glad to be along with you. We're also going to be joined this morning by Cody Coster. He is one of the broker analysts with EverEgg to talk about all things happening in our dairy markets. Yeah, like I said, at an exciting night last evening. I believe there was a field of 38 young women that all wanted to be our next ag. Agriculture ambassador for our county fairs. The one selected came from Greene County, and our own Charity Seebecker got a chance to visit with her. Stay tuned, in those conversations coming up. So, weather wise, what's coming our way for today? Continued cloudy skies and mild temperatures. Thirty-six are expected high for today. Friday, some morning clouds, but then sunshine should break through. Friday's highs, 30 degrees. Saturday, a few clouds, but some sunshine, 37. And Sunday, a lot of clouds, but we're warming back up to around 41 degrees. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, has your weather details on the way.
2: When you need accurate insights to make informed decisions on your dairy, you need Affy Milk. With Affy Milk, you can know what's happening with your cows when there's a problem, and when used with Affy Farm herd management software, they can even help identify what the problem is, which helps you manage it quicker. From analyzing components to finding sick cows, rely on Affy Milk solutions to help you increase performance and profitability. Learn more at affymilk.com.
0: The elections are over, our candidates have been sworn in, and now business actions start to approach the state capitol. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee, the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Now, as far as our Assembly Agriculture Committee is concerned, we've actually got a farmer that is the chair of the Assembly Ag Committee. His name? Representative Travis Trannel from southwest Wisconsin. Are there many business items that agriculture needs to focus on in the 2023 session? That's what we talked about, along with the fact that there are very few people at the state capitol anymore that represent Wisconsin agriculture as producers or really understand it to begin with.
3: Well, I mean, just like any other industry, the last couple years have obviously been tough on all of us. So I think as producers and farmers, we're thankfully to be on the other side of those years. Uh, in terms of state government, though, uh We invested quite heavily in the dairy hub, the innovation hub, as you might remember, and they are really starting to get their feet underneath them, and we're hoping to see some good results come out of that. We're almost into that project now to the tune of $24 million. So uh, as we were struggling to get through the last couple of years in the pandemic, uh, there was still work being done behind the scenes to make sure that Wisconsin remains on the forefront when it comes to agriculture and especially agricultural research. So I would say, uh, yeah, there were a lot of good things uh, being done at the state level to to not only advance our industry, but also protect it.
0: A lot of grant monies that also continued to go out to different watershed groups, uh, Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection, acting as coordinator for some more meat processing investments. You know, uh, when it comes to... The diversity of topics and subjects in agriculture in Wisconsin, we've got a bunch. And, you know, one thing you touched on, Travis, that $24 million investment from the state for the Dairy Innovation Hub, one item that sometimes is forgotten is the reinvigoration of the brain trust here in Wisconsin agriculture. That's something the Dairy Innovation Hub has taken very seriously.
3: Yeah, and it's been kind of neat to see all those groups get together under one umbrella and just start to put their heads together and even you brought up the producer-led watershed groups, those groups are so important in doing such fantastic work throughout our state because, uh, as you know, in addition to being in the legislature, I'm actually a farmer myself, and nothing drives farmers more upset than when it's the state or the federal government telling us how to run our farms. But because farmers have taken such a interest in these watershed groups and truly are participating and trying to find best practices for their areas, their regions, uh, that's really given us the ability as legislators to turn to some of these enforcement agencies and say, hey, just uh, give these guys a little bit of time to figure this stuff out because, as we all know, there's nobody more interested in protecting the environment, protecting the soil than farmers, and uh, we just want to make sure that it's us as farmers coming up with these solutions and these ideas, not people that sit behind a desk and think that they have uh, the next great idea.
0: Yeah, State Representative Travis Tranell along with us. You know, the other thing that people are going to notice, end of the calendar year, Travis, you know, everybody sees it across their desk. Property taxes come in depending on where you live. It might shock you. It may not surprise you. Uh, Wisconsin agriculture still Uh, Very much happy with the use value assessment that we've got in this state. But you also want a little bit of oversight, pay a little bit of attention into some of, what shall we say, our absentee owners, our investor owners out there?
3: Sure. Uh, That's been an interest of mine for a few sessions now. And I think anybody that's still farming in Wisconsin in 2022 is probably pretty interested in it as well. I am and always will be a big supporter of use value. Uh, but I do think we need to make sure that in the next uh, several decades to come that it's actually Wisconsin farmers and producers that can afford to own Wisconsin farmland. And so we've been starting to look uh, for ways in our office that we can make sure that it remains attractive for producers and for farmers uh, to be able to own farmland. And frankly, that hopefully it's still affordable. Uh, in a generation from now, because the trend that we're currently on is obviously uh, quite concerning.
0: Yeah, number one issue of young farmers, can't afford the land. You know, one thing that we do want to remind people, there's been all kinds of news out, Bill Gates, biggest farmland owner, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Wisconsin has tried to uh, limit some of that kind of investment, right, Travis?
3: Yeah, in Wisconsin, currently, it's illegal for uh, foreign uh, nationals to own more than 600 acres of farmland, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing that number go down to zero myself, uh, but when it comes to uh, individuals investing in Wisconsin farmland, there's really not anything on the books, and from our research, it'd be quite difficult to put anything on the books, mm-hmm. but there are ways, creative ways, that we could maybe make it more conducive for farmers and producers to own farmland. Another thing that we looked at, and we were able to actually pass in the seventeen eighteen 18 session, uh, currently Wisconsin farmers uh, pay uh, the full evaluation on all of their buildings, all of their grain setups, all of their handling uh, properties. So there might be an opportunity to maybe extend use value to those facilities as well. And that would make a lot of sense to me because chances are the people that own the infrastructure probably are Wisconsin residents and probably are actually involved in running operations. And to me, it would make more sense to give them uh, the tax benefit as opposed to somebody who lives in California and just wants to take advantage of owning Wisconsin farmland.
0: Yeah, right. You talk about infrastructure, Travis. That's another thing that seems to be on uh, the backs of a lot of Wisconsin farmers and landowners is, what's going on with our roads, what's going on with our bridges, you think there may still be a good case to secure more monies to try to improve our infrastructure in Wisconsin?
3: Well, we're certainly trying, and I'm hoping we can get some support from all of the Wisconsin ag groups at the Capitol. But right now, as your listeners might be aware, we do currently have about a $6.5 billion surplus, Mm -hmm. and I really think this would be an opportunity for us as legislators that represent rural areas to hopefully drive a significant portion of that money into specifically town roads. Uh, As you well are aware, Wisconsin has mostly chip sealed town roads. Uh, We did that in the mid 1900s because we had so many uh, farms that were milking cows, dairy farms located out on these town roads and we wanted to make sure the milk trucks could get in and get out and get that milk to the processor. And frankly, we really haven't upgraded our town roads since then. And town governments obviously operate under levy limits, as they should. Nobody wants to pay higher property taxes. But I think since uh, agriculture in Wisconsin represents over a $100 billion industry, it's only fair that we invest in that infrastructure. The equipment gotten a lot bigger since the 1950s farmers are farming a lot more acres since the 1950s and that's just the reality of the environment that they operate in but they shouldn't be doing they shouldn't be doing more damage to their equipment when they're traveling down a town road than when they're actually using it in their field and in some cases they are so i would hope that we would take advantage of this opportunity of having a surplus and drive that conversation to actually investing in some town road infrastructure
0: State Representative Travis Trattle along with us. Like he said, one of the only remaining farmers that is active in policy work at the state capitol. That brings me to kind of my final question here, Travis. Why are you still there? I mean, honestly, for as outstanding a producer as you are and as many irons in the fire as you've got, There's a lot of people that have gone before you representing agriculture. They get into the state house, They see how the process works or maybe doesn't work, either become frustrated or uh, just tired of it. Why do you still keep coming back?
3: That's a great question. And the honest answer is because somebody has to do this work. And I feel like I'm in a good position. Amazingly, even though there are only a handful of us that are that have any ag background whatsoever in the legislature, our colleagues really do uh, take our opinions and our positions very seriously. Even though less than 2% of the population is actually farming, we have a very big influence when it comes to how policy is shaped within the Capitol. And because of that, I want to make sure I'm sitting at the table uh, representing not only my constituents, but uh, farmers throughout the state and I've started to use a line, you know, it, it might be only 2% or less of us that are actually farming, but 100% of us are eating every single day. And I think we need to remind people whether you live in Waukesha or Green Bay or you live on a farm in Grant County, agriculture affects your life every single day. It's just some of us are more aware of it than not. And so, I really enjoy and appreciate the opportunity I have uh, to be a producer and to be in the legislature. I have fantastic support at home, both uh, within my family structure and on the farm. And that enables me to honestly give 100 percent to both of my uh, chosen professions. And I'm just blessed to be able to do that. And thankfully, uh, the people in my district, the constituents that I'm fortunate enough to represent, Uh, They just reelected me with about 63 percent of the vote, which is the best I've ever gotten. So apparently uh, I look at uh, elections as job reviews and apparently they think it's worth uh, sending me back, which I'm very willing to do.
0: One of the last remaining producers serving at the state capitol, that's state representative Travis Tranel from southwest Wisconsin. He's encouraging all farm organizations, all commodity associations, any industry that is connected to agriculture to make sure you're staying involved in the constant conversations evolving down at the state capitol. Your voice counts. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Youngke. This
1: is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
4: That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop—that's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes.
1: Tom's Auto Center—getter fixed, done—to get you
5: going, guys.
2: Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's.
5: You know when you've really made it? When you finally have your own place and you can decorate it the way you want. Your Aunt Betty used to sleep on that old couch. It's time to turn drab into fab with lazy luxury from Lazy Boy Furnishings and Decor. That chair, it belonged to the dog. Time to start styling.
6: Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall.
1: Are you a non-union construction tradesperson proud of what you do? Did you know you're worth so much more than what you're bringing home today? Put the power of LiUNA union labor to work for you. When you join LiUNA, you get the pay you deserve, plus pension and health care benefits above and beyond your compensation. That's zero deductions for pension and health care benefits with LiUNA, because you're worth it. Learn more at liunawisconsin.org
2: join.
4: Chris Collini with a dirty little secret.
2: Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today, we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant.
5: Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt.
2: Colini Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. <laughs>
1: Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Stand by. We've got comments from the brand new fairest of the fair hailing from Greene County. She was selected from a field of, I think it was uh, 36 last night from across the state of Wisconsin. More on that coming up. Right now, let's focus in on what's going on with our weather. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us this morning. I mentioned to you off the air that, little bit of mist on my windshield when I was coming in this morning, but I hope it's not going to be so much so that we have to face uh, slick surfaces or anything like that this morning.
4: Well, I don't think it's going to be a widespread deal, Pam, but, you know, don't be surprised either. There's that little sprinkle or flurry kind of stuff in the air, some fog in eastern Wisconsin. Any of that could freeze on in that spot you don't expect, you know, that uh, quick turn around the side of the building, and you're going to find that one icy spot out there or on the road you'd least expect. So be alert, there is just a little bit of some very light precipitation around, it's very light. I mean, the radar not indicating much of anything with the exception of up in far Northwest Wisconsin and into the UP, but with low pressure, just starting to pull away, a low that's going to be around Ohio or call it Western Lake Erie, if you will, today there is enough circulation around the system that we are expecting that at least for a time there could be some sprinkles or a few flurries some very light precipitation on and off today or into the evening hours not going to turn out to be much as i've said very light but could surprise you with that little slippery spot in one place or another otherwise temperatures stay fairly mild you know so we didn't talk about Freezing rain talked about sprinkles because temperatures ought to stay above freezing for today, but we get colder overnight and stay that way into Friday. We've talked about this cooling off at the end of the week. The better news is the weekend starts to turn around again, back up into the 30s. There may be some 40s around by Sunday. It'd be great if there'd be a lot of sun with that, but I expect a few more clouds at the time. Nonetheless, mild air in store. That mild air trying to build in again, wrapping up the weekend is a sign of the next system. And there's another low taking aim on the area that may, by Sunday night or into Monday, lead to maybe a little snow to start, but more likely some rain showers as we look at the day Monday. Still some pretty mild air in store here through a good part of next week as well. I'll have forecast details right after this.
0: Well, the holidays are in the rearview mirror, and now you're thinking resolutions and making the most of 2023. Bavaria Sausage Kitchen can help you out. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew. Bavaria Sausage Kitchen's retail location, corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5 or always open online, BavariaSausage.com Take a look at their Land Yoggers. This is a perfect example of that old world flavor captured in a lean beef stick. Natural spices all kinds of hickory smoked flavor that will keep for a very long time, maybe you go hiking. Maybe it's something you want to pop in your lunchbox. Maybe you want it in the truck while you're out working. That Landjager will go anywhere and keep that nutrition as well as that flavor fully intact. In fact, you can see a very cool video on their Facebook page featuring Heinz Mottmann, who is their master maker of Landjager Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. All right, buddy, let's have the details on that forecast for today. All right. Well, you've
4: seen it and the rest of us will. Cloudy skies today. Sprinkles, maybe a stray flurry could pop in now or again. I don't expect it's going to amount to much. And It could more likely be that chance, uh, especially later this afternoon, if you don't see it this morning. Look for temps today in the mid-30s and the north winds at 5 to 15. Overnight, mostly cloudy, a few flurries, some fog in the east as well. Uh, We drop back into the mid or low 20s with the north winds at 5 to 15. Mostly sunny, cooler Friday. Not a bad day, 29. That's pretty typical for January. North winds at 5 to 15. And Saturday... Mostly sunny, a fine day. A lot of mid-30s with south winds at 5 to 10. Upper 30s are around 40, but more clouds on Sunday, Pam. But it does sound like a pretty nice run here right on through the weekend with some rain likely as we look toward Monday.
0: You know, it's just crazy. I'm still following the national stories on what's going on in California. That's not going to suddenly pick up and start moving our way, is it?
4: No, it's not, but the next system there is going to push the rain further north up into uh, Oregon and Washington State, so we'll hear that today, and I expect later in the weekend California gets another one, so they're not out of the woods.
0: Wow. Okay. Good enough, buddy. Catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks, Stu.
4: You bet. Take care.
0: Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with the weather details that you're looking for this morning. And like I said, uh, speaking of details, the team has been busy, busy, busy this week at uh, the Wisconsin Fair Association Convention. The announcement on the fairs of the fairs for 2023 coming up. And the Wisconsin Agribusiness Classic, which continues through today at the Alliant Energy Center. More news coming up.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Join Farm Director Pam Yankee on Saturday, January 14th for the inaugural Farm On Open House at Carl F. Stotts & Sons on Highway 19 in Wanakee. Farm On is your opportunity to learn more about how agribility of Wisconsin and the Wisconsin Farm Center keep farmers who experience physical and mental setbacks farming on. The event runs from 10 a.m. to noon and is open to all farmers, farm families, and farm workers. For more information on the event, visit Carl F. Stotts & Sons on Facebook and see the Farm On event.
8: Sweeta Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore.
0: There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters.
8: It's one and done.
0: It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a sweeta metal roof.
2: S-W-I-T-A-Metal
1: Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need.
8: Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. We're the
6: premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services.
8: Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com.
0: Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member
6: FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
5: Because of you, someone gets to go home instead of working a double. Because of you, call lights will be answered a little bit faster. Because you are the Bright Star in that facility. Bright Star Medical Staffing is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes providing the highest quality temporary staff means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com.
4: Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring
0: from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors.
1: I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Econom Walk.
4: See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you.
1: Commercial or residential, the
4: wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment. Tom'sAutoCenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service.
1: Tom's Auto Center. We're the getter pitch getter done to get you
2: going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's.
6: You're no stranger to hard work and eating right, but your abs are more like flaps.
2: Carbon World Health offers M-Sculpt, an FDA-approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique. One session is equivalent to 20,000 crunches without the painful recovery. Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. M-Sculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more
6: at carbonworldhealth.com.
8: The simple answer for the Wisconsin Badgers is just get Tyler Wall back, and this will be alleviate some problems. We're now zero and two without him.
6: It, it feels that simple, right? Um, they should have won that game last night. I know. Uh, like even like just take Tyler out of the equation. They had a five point lead there with what about four minutes left. They had it, and they, I got to expect them to win that game without Tyler. Uh, they, they played Michigan State last year without Tyler, and Malik Hall just tore him up. He did not do that last night till late. But I just I thought they were that was that game was there for the taking, and they just couldn't finish it. Uh, it wasn't even about Tyler Wall; he obviously helps. But if they could have just made a few plays down the stretch, and maybe Michigan State missing a shot or two, but um, God, it was right there for the taking. They now, had it.
8: I could pinpoint the moment it. where it all unraveled for the Badgers. It's Michigan State was down uh, by the basket. There was a clear uh, and obvious travel. It ended up being an and one. And then Michigan yeah. State went on to win the game because of it. Like that—that that was the unraveling of the Badgers right there. Now, I'm not blaming the refs; it was a blatant miscall. And then Wisconsin had four minutes to correct themselves; they did not. But that, to me, is the the beginning of the end of that game last night.
6: Well, I mean, it was a, it was a host of mistakes. Uh, the, the officiating in the Big Ten just isn't very good. Some of the uh, assistants, I mean, some. Somehow they made it through the game. The officiating obviously wasn't great. Somehow they made it through the game without any of the assistant coaches needing to hold back Tom Izzo or Greg Gard. <laughs> um, apparently the apparently the officiating only gets that bad in Iowa games, I guess. <laughs>
8: or or but. Illinois for Underwood. Oh, no, that's yeah. in his own players. Sorry.
6: Yeah. So, um, yeah, the officiating not great. But, but again, 59-54, they were up five. They had all the momentum. and They just couldn't get a stop on the defensive end. Yeah. Michigan State made their last eight shots. Yeah. They scored I think it was fifteen points in like seven possessions, which is it was really, really I mean, six possessions, it was really, really bad. Why? Really, really bad on defense. And they couldn't they couldn't figure it out on offense either. And I think a lot of people are probably lamenting and I know Chucky was uh Well little Hero was, his hero
8: yeah. ball shot at the end, like with like what, thirty some seconds? that was a little ill advised.
6: A little ill advised and Greg Guard was just about to call a timeout. So yeah, I and mean, it wasn't it wasn't great. They weren't last four the first four minutes, the last four minutes Left a lot to be desired. Can
8: you explain to me why a Sejan who is such a a juggernaut in the first half goes? What do you have? Two shots, two attempts in the second half. Uh,
6: They put their best defender on him and uh, locked him up. Like that's a that's a a lot of praise uh, for from Michigan State from Tom Izzo because he tore him up in the first half. What was he? Four, five, two, three from from three. He had ten points um, and only get two shots in the second half. They even ran a play for him that elevator screen that they ran for him and his guy was just right on top of him right away. So, yeah, it was a – you would hope that they would be able to figure out some more ways to get him the ball when he's when he's feeling it, and it feels like he's always feeling it. But he's the man. Yeah. yeah it's it's – that's probably disappointing, but, again, they were in a position to win, and they just couldn't get it done. Yeah. And,
8: uh, which, like, as Greg Gard said, what, uh, too bad the game didn't end in 32 minutes instead of 40, right? Something like Yeah, that.
6: It's, it's unfortunate you have to play 40 minutes because uh, they played a good 32. They just couldn't. The first four minutes and
8: the last four minutes. Not yeah. great. Uh, Zach, let's uh, end something uh, positive. Well, real quick, it, Hoosier's coming up in Indiana on Saturday. What, what's the outlook here? What are we thinking?
6: <sighs> Another team that <laughs> is a little bit desperate in Big Ten play, kind of like Illinois was. And uh, well, could going you say there.
8: Wisconsin's desperate now with two losses in Big Ten play?
6: I mean, you could say that, but they're also not going to have, like unlikely to have Tyler Wall. So I don't, ex- honestly, I don't expect them to win very many games without Tyler Wall. Yeah. Even though even though they were in position to do that against Michigan State, I don't envision that being the case very often uh, when Tyler's not playing, and Tyler's unlikely to play.
2: Well, I mean, Zach, we've talked about this pretty much all year. This team has played better than the expectations coming in, but it's always close games, and it always comes down to how well do they shoot, how well do they play defense, and when you have a guy like Tyler Wall that you could argue is your best player or one of your best players, that margin of error is even smaller. And we've seen now in two straight games that they haven't been able to overcome it.
6: Well, I think Tyler Wall is their most complete player, maybe the most versatile player, just because the only thing that he can't do is shoot from the outside. Otherwise he can pretty much do everything you ask him to do. But we've talked, you're right. We did. We've talked about all year about their margin of error being so small because they are not uber talented. And, Um, over the top. They don't have a guy that can close games like usually they don't usually have a guy that can close games like Johnny was able to so many times last year. And so when you get in these close games, little things matter. And obviously they didn't do them last night uh, to be able to close that out.
8: Zach, uh, Zach our sports director joining us right now. One handsome individual Zach. Let's end on a positive note. Being with you makes us happy as pigs
1: in mud. This is the Midwest Farm Report.
0: These mild temperatures make me pretty happy. They'll return again today. Cloudy skies on a Thursday and 36. Tomorrow, a little cooler. 30 are expected high. Saturday, we bounce up to 37 degrees. And Sunday, 41 degrees. We've got a new fairest of the fairs for the state of Wisconsin. Stick around. We've got details. Charity Sebecker was in the audience last night to visit with our twenty twenty three, fairest of the fairs. Today is the twelfth day of January. What can I tell you? On this day, back in nineteen sixty-seven, a fellow by the name of James Bedford is frozen with the intent of future resuscitation. The first human to be cryonically preserved. His body is still waiting to be resuscitated in Scottsdale, Arizona. Hmm. That started on this day back in nineteen sixty-seven. On this day back in 1991, the U.S. Congress voted for war in Iraq. President George H.W. Bush given the authority to use military force on this day back in 1991. On this date in 2010, an earthquake killed approximately 360,000 people in Haiti. Most of the country's capital, Port-au-Prince, was destroyed during the disaster. Happy birthday today to Radio Shock Jock Howard Stern. He's 69. And Heather Mills, the former Mrs. Paul McCartney, she is 55 years young. And now you know. Well, I don't want to keep the details from you. We have a new fairest of the fairs representing Green County last evening from a field of, I believe, 38, Charlene Swedland. From Green County, selected as the 2023 Wisconsin Fairest of the Fairs. Our own charity, Seebecker, was right there to visit with her immediately following her selection and learn more about this Green County native and where she finds her passion for county fairs.
5: Okay, so I grew up in a very small town called Judah uh, in Greene County. My passion for the fair industry first started to grow at a very young age, eight or nine, whenever the first year you could start showing. I started off showing my sheep at the Greene County Fair, and I only took one that year because I was new to it and I didn't quite understand how it all worked. From there, I ended up growing even more throughout the Green County Fair. I eventually started showing at the state fair, and it wasn't consecutively, but I still I did show there year off and year on. And then eventually from there, I decided went on and showed at the national level as well. But the true passion and love for fair started to grow when the fair board of the Green County Fair took me in as one of their own and treated me just like family. They are always making sure that I was well taken care of. They are always making sure that I had what I needed going into a show, or even something that I like, if I needed water, they made sure that I had water, and that is where the love started. Tell me about your time as a county fair. What did you do as that county fairist role or implement at your fair that really helped you really succeed today? Honestly, I was just, I was myself. I attended as many events as I possibly could. I truly made it aware of how much I loved the Greene County Fair and where my passion and everything began. And I made sure that all the fairgoers were having a great time, you know, just making sure everyone participated. What helped you to prepare for this role? Obviously, it wasn't just these few days at the state competition that you were working hard. You've been working hard all year long to represent your county and prepare for this state competition. Take me know what that was like for you. Okay, so honestly, starting out, I I was just me. I mean, I once I got closer to the state competition, I did reach out to quite a few individuals that I saw as community leaders. So then I wanted to know what they thought would make a good representative at a state level for the fair specifically. And they gave me a lot of advice, they gave me a lot of tips, but most importantly, the one thing that I remembered that all of them have said was to always remain confident, always follow your part, always remember your why. Like remembering why you're doing this. And to me, all of those stuck, and that's how I became prepared. Now talking about this competition, these days here at the State level, you have been working tirelessly day in and day out. What is a key takeaway from this experience here at this competition that you're going to take into this next year? One thing specifically that I remembered from the very beginning was that as long as you take the initiative, as long as you try, you're capable. What are you looking forward to most in your year ahead as the 2023 Wisconsin Ferris of Affairs? Honestly, learning even more about Wisconsin Fairs. I personally have not been to many days up north, so I'm excited to go to see what those fairs are like and learn even more about the history of their fairs, as long as some of the Central Wisconsin Fairs too as well. And of course, the State Fair, I'm looking forward to that. But most importantly, I'm looking forward to doing what I love, and that is being an advocate for the fair industry. And what is your goal or goals for this next year ahead? Honestly, I want to be the best ambassador that I can be for myself and represent the state of Wisconsin for the fairs the best way possible.
0: Charlene Swedland from Judah, Wisconsin, representing Green County, our 2023 Wisconsin Fairs to the Fairs from a group of 36 contestants from all across the state. And we really don't want to overlook all of the contestants that came in as runners-up. The first runner-up from Barron County, Brooke Shatley. The second runner-up representing Sheboygan County, Zoe Ertle. The third runner-up representing Winnebago County, Megan Numrich. The fourth runner-up representing the Northern Wisconsin State Fair was Sam Wurtz. Again, you can find more details on the announcement of last evening's Wisconsin Fairest of the Fairs, as well as more details on the runner-up candidates. Just pop on over to midwestfarmreport.com.
8: My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. The whole point of a turnkey installation is that you don't have to do anything for this system. We do it all. All the permitting, we do all the work. Anything that needs to be done to make this system up and running and good, we take care of it for you. It seems like it never fails. I I get a customer turned online and their solar is producing. Sure enough that next month they want to show us their bill. Look, zero dollars. Go green, save
2: green at OlsonSolarEnergy.com.
4: At Compure Financial, we provide services based on your needs. So whether it's ag lending, crop insurance, or other financial services, or you're seeking industry expertise from a trusted advisor, we're here as a partner and member of your community that is defined by you. Contact your local Compure Financial team at 844-426-6733 or visit compure.com slash you for your lending and other financial needs. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.
0: Quick look at markets and a reminder that we've got Cody Coster from Everag joining us live in just a moment. Yesterday in Chicago, not a lot of activity as far as dairy product prices. Barrel and black cheese as well as AA butter both remained unchanged. On Wednesday, as far as the grain trades concerned, this morning, December corn is unchanged, currently at five eighty nine. November soybeans are up a nickel at thirteen ninety two. July wheat, that's right now, down a penny and a half at seven fifty and three quarters. February milk is also unchanged at nineteen twenty nine. March milk yesterday closed four cents lower, eighteen sixty three a hundred weights couple other tidbits for you ongoing right now. The Wisconsin Agribusiness Classic is going on at the Alliant Energy Center in Madison. It's basically all of our farm cooperatives coming together from across the state, our agronomists, all of our crop consultants coming together to talk about technology and new products that they'll be bringing to the fields in 2023. One item that was a big draw yesterday Where are fertilizer prices going? Well, the good news is, according to one of the experts that was on hand, hopefully those prices are coming down. Jason Trundle is an economist with the Fertilizer Institute. He visited with our own Stephanie Hoff and says right now it looks like fertilizer prices, including nitrogen, are starting to head back down.
2: The good news is uh, fertilizer prices are actually trending down. And so they have been for the last couple of months, both on the N, the P and the K side, which is good news. Um, we've seen kind of some general softening there. Um, so as growers are heading into the spring, I think that hopefully is a, is wel- is, a, is a welcome sight. I do know that, uh, for example, the NOLA urea price actually got down to where it was, I think back in, I don't know if it was maybe like June of 2021. So they are kind of getting back into at least the ballpark. Uh, I think particularly on the P K side um, and nitrogen is is headed that direction.
0: Jason Trundle, he's an economist with the Fertilizer Institute and one of the guest speakers yesterday during the Wisconsin Agribusiness Classic at the Align Energy Center. Again, like you said, fertilizer prices, in particular phosphorus and potash, going on their way down and nitrogen expected to follow. Let's keep our fingers crossed on that. Coming up next, okay, what's going on as far as our dairy markets are concerned? Very quiet in the product prices yesterday. Is that a signal to the marketplace? We're talking about it next with Cody Koss. Koster, he is one of the broker analysts with EverAg on a Thursday. This
1: is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Legacy
8: Exterior's.
1: Up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Roofing, windows, gutters, siding, and decks. Can legacy do it? You bet. Better prices, better warranties. Legacy always makes it easy. Go to legacy exteriors.com. Legacy exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. If
6: you're talking, we hear you every single
3: time. Oh, we're getting killed. Yeah, well, Kyle's not here. How come? Kicked off the team. Didn't Tim tell you? Kyle and some other kids got caught drinking
4: beer in the park a couple of nights ago.
3: Really? Yeah, zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Come on, it's a first offense, right? That we know of, but why should that matter? He knew not to drink. I've made it clear to Matt, that's what we expect from him. What have you said to Tim? Um, nothing really. You know, a lot of kids try it at this age, so... Yeah, well, a lot of kids don't try it too. I'm not saying that Matt's gonna be this perfect kid, but if I don't tell him what we expect and why he shouldn't drink, how's he gonna know? You think kids that age really listen? (laughs) They never admit it, Bill, but they hear more than you think.
1: Talk. They hear you. For more information about talking with kids about underage drinking, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
4: When it comes to custom jewelry,
2: get to know your Denny's jeweler.
8: The way Denny's works custom is based on emotions, and it's based on the clients, what they are feeling and wanting and looking for, and eventually it evolves into this piece of art.
2: I'm Nick Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers.
1: Here's a crew perfectly comfortable using Baylor twine as a belt. This is the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Absolutely. And here we are on a Thursday morning, and it's time to catch up with our friends from Everag to take a look at what's happening with our dairy complex joining us this morning to kick off our new year in fine fashion. Cody Coster, checking in with us, one of the broker analysts. So, Cody, I've got to jump right to Monday. Monday was one of those days that caught me off guard with a big rally as far as our cheese and our butter for that matter, you're telling me that that Monday action kind of correlates back to what happened last week. Give me a, give me an update. Give me, educate me.
7: Yeah. So uh, Monday actually took a lot of people by surprise, Pam. And if we go back looking at the dairy products report, this would be for the month of November. It came out on the 6th, which was last Friday. And it showed that total cheese production was actually up 18.5 million pounds year over year. And butter, if we go to the butter side, that was up 13.9 million pounds year over year. And then, as you had mentioned, we have these transactions on Monday on the CME. Block cheese is up 14 and a quarter. Barrel cheese is up 10 cents. And butter is almost up 4 cents. And everyone's kind of scratching their heads going, what in the world is happening right now? This is not usually the time that we start rallying, especially with a quite bearish dairy products report that came out, I mean, literally a couple days before that. So some folks are equating this to maybe not enough product uh, heading west from the east coast because of the big snowstorms that we had, as you remember over the Christmas time frame in the week following. Mm-hmm. Um some people are equating this to maybe a brand new New Year's rally in the near term, and then now it's starting to feel like butter and cheese are kind of getting a little bit more heavy on the CME, right? it kind of feels like more folks are coming here to maybe uh, offload some of their product mm. on the CME. So maybe it was just a beginning of the week rally. It it hasn't really turned its head and given us an idea because right after that, I mean, on Tuesday, we had most the block and the barrel were lower off of those prices. And then yesterday it was just unchanged. I mean, it pretty much across the board, everything cheese butter all unchanged nothing trading mm-hmm. and it's it's just an honest big head scratcher no one seems to know what is going on
0: yeah cuz we haven't we haven't given back everything we gained on monday
7: no no we haven't and there's going to be folks right now with the weather that's happening out in california and talking to different producers that are off anywhere from 5 to 6 maybe 7 pounds a cow that are saying hey maybe because that is when the rains had potentially started Uh, The market was really getting ready for this milk production to start dropping off a little bit in California. Hmm. And talking to other folks on the West Coast, they are not out of the woods yet. They still have another week, possibly a week and a half of these rains and floods coming. I mean, folks are sending videos of, of cows just completely distressed in these pens because there is nowhere for the water to go. California does not have the infrastructure to capture all of this rain that they generically see in a full year
6: that they are getting in three days.
0: You know, that you know, makes, so, that's a good point I had not thought about as far, you know, just the animal comfort. I think most people at first blush, Cody, say, wow, there's that water that they needed.
7: Yeah, it, there's that water that they needed. But again, talking to different folks out there, a majority of it, because they don't have the infrastructure to capture the rainwater as it is coming, it's actually flowing right back into the ocean. I mean, one guy told me, they figure 85 to 90 percent of the rain that is coming down is actually going directly back into the ocean because it's, it's flooding out of the rivers and not getting seeped down into the aquifers. So they are working around the clock very diligently trying to capture this water somehow and keep it for the dry seasons ahead. Uh, but as you mentioned, I mean, when it all comes down within a few days, maybe a week of what they're supposed to get on a yearly basis, it creates havoc. And that is what they're living through right now.
0: Yeah, and is this, so I'm trying to get my arms around, you mentioned that normally California would see their milk drop back a little bit uh, just because of the weather elements. It, 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 so this that part is not necessarily a surprise?
7: That Falling back a little bit is not a surprise. Being five to seven pounds off right now is a surprise, and now I'm starting to hear of the mastitis the mastitis from the rain or the water, you know, the the damp environment out there. So the milk production usually comes off maybe one to two, three pounds. Five to seven is a big anomaly right now. Um, So as long as these rains continue and the mastitis gets a little bit worse for the animals. Uh, Feed quality also, I mean, if if things are in bunks and they're getting flooded, the feed quality could lessen as we kind of go forward here. There are a lot of things, on the horizon that I do believe are going to be a little bit worse for the California dairy producers coming up in the next few weeks, possibly months uh, as these rains just continue to spit out of the sky.
0: Cody Coster, along with us, if you're just joining us, broker analyst with uh, Everag. We're had, happy to have him along with us. You know, and that also, I mean, I don't want to take you off your dairy base there, Cody, but it also starts begging the question about all the fresh produce that the rest of the United States relies on from California. This can't be good news for any farmer out there.
7: Yeah, that, that's a great point. I mean, that's this is the time when things really start getting ramped up for those folks also. And what do those prices look like for everybody in the stores? You know, if the rains are washing some of these uh, different seeds or vegetations away, what does it look like getting shipped closer to us in the Midwest? That's a great point. I guess I had not, I had not even thought of that part
0: then. Well, we'll get to work on that one. So let's talk a little bit more about what else you're observing in the new calendar year, Cody. Like we said, a little bit of a a glitch on Monday that we'll continue to monitor. What else are you kind of keeping an eye on? We've got uh, China's New Year coming up on January 22nd. Anything that seems to be, you know, giving us cricket noises over there?
7: You know, I, I think it's been a big washing point of China. I think last time that you and I talked, it, it was also a big point on our docket to talk about. And on the last Global Dairy Trade, uh, last Tuesday, they were back in the buying seat, but again, just not as big as they had been in previous auctions back into 2021 and coming into 2022. So a lot of folks are kind of waiting to see, you know, what are they going to do with their COVID lockdown? What are they going to do with their restrictions going into this brand new year for them over there? Are they going to come back to the the global dairy trade and start buying product and getting it shipped over there because so far they have not given us that indication that that is what they are going to do. They are still kind of sticking to their guns, still uh, saying they're going to let folks out of lockdown, but really keeping them kind of closer to home also. So it really seems like China is going to be the, the country that we need to watch going forward here saying if these prices are going to climb higher, that is what is kind of going to propel us and take us out of these uh, yeah. lower Prices that we're seeing in the States
0: here. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Cody, if people want to talk to you, I mean, it's all about risk management for 2023. If they want to visit with you guys, what's the best way to get a hold of all you folks?
7: Uh, I think the best way is, is to send us, uh, go to our website, uh, ever.ag, or if anyone wants to send me a personal email, email myself at cjk.ev.ag.
0: Excellent. Got it, man. Have a great day.